What up, world? Welcome to the Fives of the Week podcast. It's your boy, Philly. Your boy, Just Jane. Grandmaster P. Hollywood Apples, man. And we got a special guest in the building. We do. We do. How you doing? Hi, it's Deandra. <laughs> all right. How you doing? Deandra, how you doing? How you doing? I feel like I need a cool nickname now and I don't have one. We're going to have to come up with one. We'll, make yeah. up don't, we'll come you. up with one before the end of the what show. What about yeah. instead of the Queen B, could be the Queen D? Ooh. Uh-huh. So, I like that yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. It works. I, what do yeah. you think, Tone? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's good. I like it. So yeah. it's been a minute. We got the full cast live and in person. For the first time in what six months? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. You guys, you guys haven't seen me for what? What is it, six months? When did I come back? Oh, March it seems like yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the the beginning of the year. I thought it was March when I went. What episode were we on when you left? I don't think we remember? did a show though. Oh, I can't remember. Um, yeah, I don't remember what episode it was. His but last I know, one had to have been in the thirties. But I know I had to do 50 remote, so it's good to be back in the building. Yeah, I'm just so mm -hmm. used to seeing him on like a little four-inch yeah. or five-inch screen. But to see that gorgeous egg like you have like myself, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. Very good to see him. Absolutely. Yes, and DeAndre, brother. thank you for sitting in. That's awesome. Yeah, yes. thank you for having me. It's going to be a lot of fun. Nice to meet you, honey. You're part of the, part the, of the family now. <laughs> yeah. You've been initiated to the family. How you doing? <laughs> Who's ring do I got kiss? Um, <laughs> I think Uncle Tony now. <laughs> so uh, what's good in the world, uh, Grandmaster B? How was your week, man? Uh, well, I told you about my crazy uh, Friday, but other than that, not bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it wasn't bad. We kind of went by pretty fast. I went and seen another concert. You know, I got invited by a customer of mine. So, mm -hmm. uh, and this might be more of what Hollywood might relate to, like Ario Speedwagon and Sticks and Loverboy. Love. Oh Steve. man, put me on a weasel God, list to admit dude. that I went to that concert. But um, I'm a people watcher, right? You go to these concerts, you're, you may be into a few of the tunes. I went with a customer of mine. He invited me, so I wasn't going to be a dick and go, no, I'm not going to go. Hmm. Um, so the wife and I went. I think she was sleeping by the third song. Uh, I'm looking behind me. I was like, she's like, this ain't my jam, man. It's like having so, the oldie station on it. It's definitely. Um, but. Um, the people watching is phenomenal. Some of these bands are like the Rolling Stones. They're 30, 40, 50 years into their music careers. And and it's just a mixed bag of everybody, you know, the old folks older than me. And then there's a handful of the young hipsters that are just like, and this is what my parents listen to, man. And so they're just hanging out. But it was great people watching. It was really fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, got home at like after midnight. Where was it at? It was at Pine Knob. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. Um, it was the Knobber. Three bands and uh, my first uh, concert there this season. And um, I I'm a music guy. I know all you guys are. We can't wait to hear. I'll be there. I'll be a yeah. knob. I'm yeah. glad that name's back by now. Yeah. Oh, God. You just like the name knob. That's right. <laughs> 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 I'm DTE multiple, multiple knobbers. Love the knob. God. <laughs> DTE. <laughs> my freaking bill, I owe you. That's right. Oh, Hollywood. Man. How was your week, man? Not bad. Not bad. I got a little proposal, maybe. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, she's about 5'1", 
Real small thing. Real spicy. Yeah. Oh, so real you, spicy. You got yeah. some love in your eye, though. Well, you know, she's like, um, she was so we're going to go out. And I said, well, you know, we work. Cause she works in parts, too. Mm. She works with me. And I said, well, you know how that goes. You know, she was I know about your other women here around here. You know, I can't have all that. And I said, hey, watch your mouth now. I said, we're just going out. You know, so we may try to do something. But, I mean, she is, is cute when I say cute. But, man, is she spicy, boy. But fun. I mean, fun. You know, she'll see me anymore. Here's my husband over there. You know, oh, oh boy. So, mm. you know. Maybe you met her over at the uh, shirt store. You got that shirt, bro. So maybe you're telling me she was blind. Uh. Well, she's been married. And, and you know, <laughs> she's got two kids or older. And, uh, you know, she takes care of her pops and stuff like that. And, you know, I nice. respect that. She had a niece that uh, got in a car accident bad. So she was kind of a bigger girl. So she would go over there and help her get up, wash and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, you know, that's cool. I like that. You know, a lot, a lot of people won't do stuff like that for family. They may start strong, but then they fade. That's true. And I said, I like that. You know what I mean? I said, but sometimes, you know, you might have to turn it down a tune. You know, she says, hey, I can be anything you want me to be, Tone. <laughs> and I like that. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, there's a couple on the horizon. It's just... You know, like I said, I, I got plans, you know, like by 55, I want to really kick it in gear, but I wouldn't mind being married again. You know, then I can, you know, go in my pockets, take my guns out, my cards and all that, turn them all in. and That's it. And go on in the sunset. You so know? you will, you would settle down with the right woman. <laughs> yeah. You got to entice me. You got to really, I want to be interested in you. I want to look at you when you sleep and, and go, I love you, man. You know, I, I can't see myself without you and stuff like that. The little things, you know what I mean? When you don't appreciate the little things, like this girl, she doesn't understand it. I said, you want to, you're going to argue with me. I said, give me your keys. I'm taking your keys. What do you, for what? I may go fill your tank and get your car washed. Why do you want to argue with me? You know, I'm not used to that. I don't know what that is. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I say, hey, baby, listen, I ain't got time to play with that. When I do something for you, I do it. You owe me nothing. But you got to get used to nice things like that. And some women, they're not used to that. So they kind of, you know, pull back a little bit. You know, hmm. uh, he makes a good point. My wife used to tell me, it's the little things. Mm -hmm. And she says, when she's seen my wiener. <laughs> it's the little things. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, in, in, as we all know, it's, you know, I'm 50. And, you know, I'm hoping I live another 30 years. You know, maybe 40. Well, I want someone to spend it with, man. You know what I mean? I don't want to go to the end where I got a pension. I go, I got to find a chick to marry to give this up to somebody or I'll lose it. You know what I mean? I want to have memories. Leave Chrysler in about under 10 years. Have a nice home. It doesn't have to be, you know what I mean? Immaculate, but fun. So, babe, I want to do everything with you, man. You know what I mean? I never really had that in my life, even though I had six children with, you know, was married for <laughs> damn how long? I think it was 25 years or something. Yeah. But I felt like Al yeah, Bundy. I was never happy. Damn you. I was never happy. I look at you, poor bastard. Look at you, you don't even know. You know what I mean? I wasn't like that. Mm, that's my babe, man. Mm, my girl. You know what I'm saying? Well, you've been earning for it. You, des you deserve it, man. You know, yeah, it'll come on time. I'm fornicate with him. I'm fornicate. <laughs> spinal. <laughs> my spinal. My back's broken. Oh, spinal. Uh, that's good stuff. Something yeah. to look forward to, man. Yeah, Best absolutely. of luck. Keep hey. us posted. I yeah, know. I know. So, Josh James and DeAndre, you guys been in town all week. How's the family? Tell me what's new. How's everybody doing? So, the family's good. Um, 
DeAndre and I drove in last weekend. So we've been kind of chilling with my aunt, my mom. This is the first time you met my mom in person. Um, they hit it off. My aunt, you know, she's amazing. It's always good to see family, but we drove in. So it took us about 12 hours, 12 and a half hours to come in. But we've just been chilling. We've been chilling, awesome. trying to sightsee, look at all the greenery. DeAndra loves cows. So we, you know, we're up in the country and we were able to drive around, see some things. We went to Somerset Mall. We nice. did a lot of walking around. Nice. And um, yeah, but this is her first time in Michigan. So I want to let her talk about the the trip so far. Good. Yeah, no, it's been a good trip so far. So, you know, I've been around, you know, big buildings, apartments, concrete, really congested. So it's nice to get out into the, like the open space, the greenery, seeing the actual sky and the clouds and things like that. So it's been really peaceful. And then like his family's great. You know, they love him and yeah. they're so happy for him, which is is nice because like I want to make sure I'm, I'm being good to him and to hear from his family, like that they see that he's happy and that they're happy for him and they can see oh. what, you know, we obviously see in each other, but it's like an outside perspective. It's, um, it's been really welcoming and I'm actually really happy with this trip. So it's been a great experience. And I got to see a bunch of cows, nice. like a bunch of them. It's been great. So I take you into the golden corral. What? Oh, oh that's, that's, that's terrible. Especially that buffet, man. <laughs> you got to take it down to the D, man. <laughs> no, I got I got to his Aunt Gail's and she's like, oh, yeah, I made lasagna and like, you know, it was like beef in it. And then James like, she doesn't eat cow. And they looked at me and I was like, I, but I will eat it. It's good. <laughs> I'm not going to put you, at, uh, you know, out on anything like that. But yeah, it's been it's been great. I got to meet his cousin, Michelle. She was a she was a ball, um, very high energy. So I needed a nap when I got home. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like us after after every week right. of Grandmaster B. You know? <laughs> it takes us a while to kind of gear down a little bit. Wow, no, that's, that's cool, great man. though. Yeah, it's been it's been a really good experience. Sorry, my eye. It's like watering. It's the mascara. Oh my god! It's like seeing like in sync or the Backstreet Boys. Get a little emotional from it, you know. James has her all choked up, right? The sweetest thing. I thought when you said like with all the greenery and stuff, I thought you were going to reference all the pot places that are opening up in this area. Are you guys getting a bunch of those places opening up down in like in New York? Not necessarily New York just yet. Uh, I think Jersey's going to get it before New York. But my roommate's parents are, you know, like hippie metalhead, like weed yeah. heads. So um, they'll go to like Massachusetts or Vermont and they'll go to the dispensaries and like just like get a truckload of stuff. No shit. Yeah. Like, and it's funny because like I'll go over their house and we're having a good time. And all of a sudden they bring out this bong. They're like, bong rip? And I'm like, right. If you're offering, why not? <laughs> it's a campfire with a bunch of hemp in it. Like, just come on and gather the Adirondack chairs, man. Well, hold on. To, to Hollywood's point, though, when he was talking about seeing a girl and sleeping, was I not doing that the other yeah. day? The other It was yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like sleeping and I was like, hmm. and then I hear, I feel someone squeeze my hand. I'm like, so I wake up and this is just James. I love you. And I'm like, Oh, thank wow. Look at this. I was like, thank you, honey. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> he, he was adoring you. Yeah. That's yeah, amazing. And I, was, and I was like, okay. And he, and I was like, I went to close my eyes again. Like a minute later, he's still looking at me and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it's sweet because I did the same thing to him. Like I took pictures of him while I was like working on Friday because I, 
I had to do like these big like, overview emails from my boss and this girl who was um, covering for me. And he's just wrapped up like a burrito. You know, he's just like all mm-hmm. comfortable. And I'm just like taking pictures. I'm like, he's so cute. <laughs> That's lit. I love it. That's good stuff. Very cool. Yeah. Continue, continue. Well, in honor, we you've always come around the table and said, how was your week? Philly, how was oh, your week? Something's in the water, huh? Something in the game. Let's hear a little bit about how you <laughs> wow. Make that sure you're change. Right. Please do tell. <laughs> Can we feel good? Let's hear about what's happening. Well, there's a lot doing? going on. Lot how are you doing, on. Jimmy? Hey, Jimmy's doing all right. Hey, We're holding it together. You're getting a little you know? low on the beer over there. Don't I might need a few more points after this week. Yeah. It's okay. We'll take care of you, Jimmy. So, yeah, man. Um, Looking at uh, possibly selling the house, man. You know what? Yeah, you serious, bros? Yeah, I had to reel it over today. Come on, breaking down the numbers. Did you like what they told you? I like the numbers. Did he give you an offer you can't refuse? (laughs) I can still refuse it because I do have a lot of sweat equity put in in my home. So it's just a lot to you're displacing dogs, your your family. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? There's a lot to kind of take on there. So a lot of thinking to do. I'll take another one, please. How you doing? And another one. Another one. Philly, this is something I want to ask you because I don't own a home mm-hmm. um, and I love this house. Just like how it is here. Appreciate I've known it. you for a long time. When you're looking to sell a house, you've obviously added value to this house, right? Yeah. When you're looking to sell a house, you. are you simultaneously looking at other spots um, that you feel like you would want to move to? And then weighing out how much that's going to be, how much can I get all at once? Or is it something where you go, I don't, like, what would make you want to sell this house? Like, just, uh, you know. Just based on, like, with where the market's at right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll probably never be able to get more than what I can get for this house right now. Okay. Just based on supply and de- demand. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's scary because you also, at the same time, have to go and try to find a new house. Right. Which you're probably going to overpay for. So, that really sucks. But when you're making extra money, you have the money to kind of spend that extra money on a new home. So yeah, it do just um, long term. Sometimes that's what makes sense, you know. Do you have your eyes set on a specific place first, like a specific area that you want to move to before you even think of the home? Like, is there a city maybe that you're thinking about? Or do you want to move? You want to still live in this city because it's super nice here. I love this area. Yeah, I yeah. love this house. So like. To make that move is is a big deal to me. Right. But uh, sometimes things must be done, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> things just, what's best for business. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, you got to think long term. Um, longevity, man. That's what it's all about. I just want to be able to, when I get to their age and and have things in freedom, you know what I mean? That's, mm-hmm. that's how I want to be in the next five, 10 years. Yeah. I want to struggle week in and week out. Right. So yeah. I think that's important. Uh, peace of mind. Sometimes it takes... You just take a few steps back to move forward. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it, objectively. Yeah. Mm. I may have missed a little bit of this grabbing a couple uh, drinks here for us, but what, did you do you have a plan as to if it's not if when you'll sell this quickly? Where are you going to go? Well, that all has to be. We'll figure that out soon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to put my whole life story out on the podcast, well, but I mean, no, you know, I'm saying like, are you thinking condo or condo type thing, or maybe something else that you had? Like I was saying, I have dogs though. It's like, I don't want to just displace yeah, everything. You know, I probably yeah. just downsize the house and get something that's, you know, mm-hmm. a little easier to manage. That makes sense. You know, that makes way I could sense. do other things with my life too. Yeah. So outside of that, it's exciting, but scary at the same time. And it's super stressful. So mm. like, 
Uh, you guys can attest to that. When what? you buy a home, how freaking stressful it is, the process, the paperwork. Sign this paper, sign this paper. It gets a little more easier. Now. Yeah, it's, it's my, nuts. my current boss keeps telling me, like, he, he every other week he's taking time off from work to do something to his house. Mm-hmm. He's like, dude, it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a money killer. Like, he's ends. like, just don't, he's like, don't get a house. Don't buy a house, man. <laughs> he, I mean, this guy's got all, he's hilarious. I don't want to put him out there at all because he's so funny, but he's always, it's always like, don't get married. Don't have kids. Don't get a house. If I could do it all over again, I wouldn't. <laughs> but I love my wife. House. I love my kids. I love my house, but don't do it. <laughs> it's like, uh, but he's, of course, he's saying it in jest, but it's just, you know, it's funny. It's like every other week he's doing something to the house. He's like, dude, it's just costing me money. Mm-hmm. It's costing me money. And I always thought that when I was a kid, like, I don't really need to own a house. But you do get older and you're like, ah, do I really want to just pay rent and not be putting in for something, you know, if well, I'm going to stay here and, you know, so. It's an asset. It's your biggest asset usually, you know, so it's uh, there's a lot to weigh there. But um, you can always redesign, rebuild, and reclaim, you know, no matter what what life throws at you, man, you can always bounce back, so. And there's always options. Things are going to change. It could be 20 years down the road, different mindset. Yeah. You know what I mean? Things change drastically. So, mm-hmm. And then you're not in that spot no more. So it's just constantly people are downsizing. Why do I got this big house? There's no one living here. All the extra, the, the utilities, the water. Hey, I'm saying I can live in, in a cardboard box. I'd be the baddest bum on the street. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just on what you want to do. Right. Don't strap yourself. You know what I'm saying? If you got a family, that's when you have a big house with kids. When you're solo, eh, maybe nice cars, decent house. You're going to have something nice. Yeah. But do you need the three bedroom? Do you need the, you know what I'm saying? All the extras. You know what I mean? So that's my take. Yeah, because people don't understand with that being said. With that being said. Lawn, fuel, gas is so freaking high right yes. now. I mean, we don't even, we can go all day about that but all that stuff people don't even think about all the bills you know if you have two people working together it's a little bit different it's a little bit easier um so yeah other than that 15 years at my job so toast to that congratulations congratulations i, congratulations. I heard you your uh, your boss signed it uh like on the spot did he yeah what, what, a, what a shit show oh man you know i told uh sam about that because he you must have put something on facebook or something just about, about the 15 about yeah. the 15 mm-hmm. and, um i told him the backstory what you told me he's like well pretty typical on where things are going in corporate america <laughs> yeah. you know it's like hey congratulations 15 years you know i didn't even sign this uh this congratulation notice to you let, let me do it in front of you kind of a weak way to kind of honor a 15-year veteran you know it's like it's kind of half-assed i say yeah just give me the plaque and I'm, i gotta go yeah, I gotta, I gotta yeah you sent your done. message back <laughs> no, to him like whatever. yeah you know what i got i got for uh at 25, I got a little fucking pin, so I took it out of the thing, put it in my mouth. <laughs> it's not real fucking gold. Hollywood <laughs> <laughs> pulls an actual pin, gold tester out. Nah, it ain't gonna work, dude. A little pin, <laughs> a little tiny pin you put on your, your thing. Come on. I mean, but that's like the corporate way now. Like, you've been at your job. Have they ever done anything special? I mean, I used to be able to, if you had, they give you a booklet. Yeah. Uh, five to 10 years, mm-hmm. you could get these certain items. The guys that had 20 years could get a freaking ring, this and that, a nice radio, stuff like that. They don't do it anymore. They don't even give you dinners, nothing. Well, they do do that. I will say that. So I got the plaque and you get to pick a, you know, a prize. So that's yeah. cool. Sure. It's, it's something, some acknowledgement. We get mass emails. Yeah. That's what it is. 25 <laughs> years. Woo. Hey, congratulations. Uh, get back to work. Yeah. Thanks for all you do. <laughs> yeah. I, I recently like got promoted at work and my boss is like, yeah, I'll send out the announcement. 
And I was like, okay, so no one even knows mm. about it. So I'm like, it's fine. At least I got the promotion after four years. Well, congrats. Thank you. Yeah, that's good for you. Yeah, it was, it was a long journey because like I talked about my boss. I talked to my boss about getting this promotion and working up to this um, this role that I've basically been fulfilling for the last four years. And I had to learn just these minor things in order to fulfill that role. And this was before the pandemic. And then we went all remote. And doing all that shadow work to learn those processes were, was even harder. And my boss can, you know, she she's a very hard worker. And she's a lot on her plate. And because of that, it's hard to like get time in with her to learn those things. So it just delayed me in that process. And I was getting really frustrated because I was seeing girls come in um, like two years on the job in different departments. Yes, but they were getting promoted. I'm like, I've been here four years. I work my ass off and mm-hmm. I'm doing things that are outside of my role. And then finally, like, I was going to have a conversation with her. And she's like, oh, I, I just got off a phone call. I'm sorry that I'm late to our meeting. But, like, I want to let you know we're, get, we're promoting you. I was like, oh, my God. I was, like, I was starting to look at other, um, like, job positions and possibly other companies because it was just, like, a frustrating absolutely um, situation to be in. And it's not like I haven't been vocal about what I want. Sure. So it just wasn't happening. Right. Recognize. That's what it's about. Recognize. Yeah, exactly. So we yeah. do that now at work. Like us people, you know, we got a, you know, we got a, we got a table like this. And there's about eight of us that sit there, and when your birthday, you get a cake. We do it within ourselves. Mm-hmm. You get a cake and you get a hondo. You know, so he may walk out of there with eight, seven, eight hundred dollars by the end of the day. Everyone gives him a hundred, and then like we got a boss coming up. It's not our boss now, but she took care of us when she was our boss. So her birthday's coming up. She'll receive a cake and then she'll get an envelope and they'll have money in it. And we do that for only certain people in our in our circle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We don't go around and hey, let, me, let me put this pin on here and walk around and like almost like you're begging. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We got a certain criteria of guys that we, you know, and there's a couple girls that are with us and that's it. You know? And it's beautiful, man, to be recognized like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, you made a good point too. Like you said, you've been vocal about what you want to. I think that's super important in the mm-hmm. workplace too. Like you got to let it be known your intentions and your aspirations for more. Because if not, you just continue to get passed over. So yeah. you know, be confident in yourself and believe in yourself and go for it. And what do you do, by the way? What What is your job? So I work in book publishing now at a Penguin Random House, and it's a great opportunity because I love books. And now I get to make them essentially. But I work in a department called Managing Ed, and we work with so many different departments, whether it's editorial with like the actual book, art department, marketing, publicity, um, the copy editing department. Um, and so what me and my boss do is we kind of funnel all of the accurate in our information as well as with the different processes. So I work basically with like three different imprints and we we probably publish around like a hundred books a year. Now, who is your big, you you deal with like Barnes and Noble and all that? Yeah, we deal with Barnes and Noble, Target, Walmart, okay. uh, Amazon, all of those big retailers. And um, we also do like special sign editions, which makes the process even more complicated. Um, but it's it's a lot that goes into it. And we have some, some pretty big names. So it's great because we're, you know, we're bringing in the money. But with that, with the big names comes the big personalities and the ones who want to, you know, drop a book off at you like two months before it's going to go on sale. Well, that's a little crazy, not two months, maybe five months. But then it's like rushing everybody and it's a lot to put on everyone else. So we kind of have to be the mediators and diplomatic people in those situations. You got to understand, I'm a type of guy, I never like to read books. I look at the pages. 
<laughs> Richard, let me look at it. This explains everything. Like, yeah. Can you tell? <laughs> this explains everything. Can Josh you do my homework? Dr. Seuss fan. It always just, I look and I'm going, the reading just, it's too much reading. I want to look at the picture. That always been me. But it sounds pretty intriguing what you do. And I know it's got to be very important. You know, um, so it's just, it's different. You know, these guys do what they do. I do what I do. And you do what you do. So we got all these different things, which is an amazing thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? How important each job we are needed. And that that's that's a matter. Absolutely. That's kind of cool. So do you have the opportunity to get books, read them ahead of schedule oh, before yeah. the release and all that? Oh yeah. I yeah. love that. That's the that's the best part of the job. I get I get the um uncorrected proof, of course, but most most often than not, they're in pretty great shape. And I can get them like on my Kindle early, or I can get um we make these galleys, which is a big part of my job, which essentially is making these marketing publicity mini books. It's the full book, but it's like a paperback version of the book that's going to go on sale and hardcover in a couple of months. But we create these. So I pull the interior file. I work with the art department to create a cover. And I put all of the data that needs to go on the back of that, along with the copy, like descriptive. And I create basically create this like order form that I send to the printer to then create these galleries. We look through proofs. I get them approved. And then we probably probably print from either 20 to almost like a thousand, depending on how big the author is, the word of mouth, who wants to read them. And it's really good to solicit like blurbs and just like get the word out about the book. Now, are these like bestsellers? Are these like yeah, known so, books or is it like some, you know, company that does little no you know, um, authors and stuff? So some of our big authors are like Adam Grant, Tana French, Ken Follett, uh, Sherry LaPena, Jojo Moyes. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of Never it. heard of them. I don't know any of these people. My I, my book reading is like way out there somewhere. Well, uh, we 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 have a we have a good rep repertoire of like people yeah. coming through. So um, they're pretty well known. So when they're more well known, the more bullshit they can get away with. Right. Like, yeah. You know, with all of the um, special requests and the late changes and things like that. And there have been times where I just want to throw my laptop yeah. you know, across yeah. the room <laughs> I, I get to the wall because I'm like oh we have no time for this and I'm very much the person like in my position be like we have a deadline we have a date and especially now with um with like COVID and then supply and demand like this whole like the the scarce uh products also hit book publishing so paper is really hard to come by sometimes mm -hmm. oh, yeah, and the I materials to make it sense. shortage on everything yeah know? so paper. we really have to make those deadlines to the printer and then you know a lot of these printers also aren't at full capacity with the workers so if it's a really backlog we find other printers so meeting those deadlines is more important than ever so i have to be like the bad guy and be like no we can't do this or i need your copy now and then it was really intimidating going into this company and I was like fresh out of college, not much experience, but whatever. And there's people who've been in the business for 25, 30 years. And I'm just like, Hello? I need your copy. <laughs> like, no, I can't. And it's having to say no and be like the hard boss. And it's like, I'm like this kid. Like, they're like, what are you doing here? So you're but, a little badass if I'm, not, if I'm getting the drift here. Right. So, I mean, well, hey, I'm, I'm Jimmy's girlfriend. Wait, 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 wait. So, so hey. but you're doing <laughs> book, no? What? Come on. Can, you oh. can tell us, can 
that was between you and me. Oh, <laughs> that's it. Oh, oh, oh. So, so, uh, so we're gonna edit that out. But <laughs> we're gonna edit that out. We'll edit the name. But you ask big people, right? You you know that name now. No one can know that name right now. So we'll we'll bleep it out. Yeah. But right. it just goes to show, like. Because you know you guys like sports figures, like Penguin Random House is a huge. I that's it's that. one of the biggest publishing yeah companies. Yeah, so I, wow. just, I know I you know that name. All yeah, you know what <laughs> I mean. Name people, the books. I mean, they can go to different productions and different people that can do their books for them and stuff. Mm -hmm. So when you say you started at the bottom and you, you, I mean, you worked your way up to where you're at right now. What did you start off doing? Like gluing in like like the binder no. part of the book. <laughs> Like, okay, honey, you're doing a great job. We're moving you up to threading the binder now. So just <laughs> well, that's not exactly what we're, we're not in the production, like, of creating the book, thankfully. But, um, so even, even to get your foot in the door at Penguin Random House or any kind of book publishing company, you have to have some kind of editorial experience. Mm. And at my college, they didn't really have opportunities for English majors. And that's what I was. Mm. So when I graduated college, I really had to like swallow my pride and be like, okay, I'm not going to get a job right out the gate. So let me do internships. You know, it's not a full-fledged position like I want and that I worked for in school, but this will get me the experience that I need in order to get my foot in the door. So I did an editorial experience at a content marketing agency. You know, it wasn't book publishing, but it was giving me that editorial experience. And then after that ended and they weren't hiring, I worked at Walgreens. And then I was still applying, applying, applying. And then I got another internship at Oxford University Press, which is an academic book publisher. It's not exactly what I want to do because I wanted to work with fiction, but it was still like something in publishing. Yeah. And that's when it opened doors to like Penguin. And I right. got the interview. That's and a then, good mindset though. But it was interesting because I remember my internship at Oxford and the girl said, oh, you should probably take off your RA experience in college. Like it's not going to really help you in looking for a book publishing job. And I was like... No, I'm going to keep it on there because I learned a lot being an RA in college. And when I went for my interview at Penguin, my boss was super interested in that. She was like, wow, you were an RA. That's like probably a lot that you had to juggle. I'm like, yeah, I had to take care take care of the building, like up, like uh, the rules and upholding them. Also look after like 20 plus girls and create programs and do paperwork and like really manage a building and 18 year old girls who are just experiencing college for the first time and like the emotional, the mental, everything of that. And that's what she liked because that's very much of like my job in being diplomatic and managing all those different moving parts. So if I had listened to her, maybe I wouldn't have gotten that opportunity at Penguin Random House. Like, I just think that any kind of experience you have, you can really tailor it to whatever you're looking for. You just have to know how to do it. Yeah. Very good point. Now being in processes, like are you a bookworm too? Do you enjoy reading? So yeah. What makes a great book? Because I know, James, you like to read. So what are your favorite parts? How is a great book created? What do good authors do? So I, I tend to like authors who kind of break the mold a little bit. Um, that's not so commonplace for what you're used to like reading. So one of my favorite books is The Road by Cormac McCarthy. And if you read that book, it's very post-apocalyptic. It's about a father and son excuse me, um, going throughout this like ashen world, um, trying to just survive. And the author completely abandoned any kind of punctuation in the book. There's no mm. quote marks. There's no commas. No one really has names. And I thought that was an amazing technique to use to kind of like show that everything that you thought was like important in this world no longer matters. Mm. It's just about survival. And it's just about this father and son trying to make it and like, 
not even make the best of like the situation that they have, but just literally to survive. And when survival's on the mind, no one's going to care about a name. No one's going to care about like a comma or how it's being structured. It's just to keep moving forward. Oh, that's pretty good. And the author's doing a good job of taking you there, what it would be like, because that shit wouldn't matter yeah. at all. Right. So Absolutely. that's yeah. great take. I'm, I'm just analyzing her talking and the way she's vibing right now. This so fits this dude's personality. Oh, absolutely. Like she gets into deep detail type stuff and that is him on a dime. Yeah, Andrew, the, the whole time the whole time you're speaking, you he's that? sitting there just staring at you. <laughs> and and his I'm eyes. listening, but then <laughs> he's I'm freaking like, Jimmy. Where is Jimmy's this amazing. chick is super that. smart? Like she's highly intelligent. No offense to you, James. I think you're intelligent, <laughs> but she's got you by a little bit. <laughs> she's intelligent. Right. So and I'm sitting here going, Holy shit. Now I could see what he sees in like this total personality. Yeah, right? yeah she's got me by a lot, dude. Oh man. <laughs> you're in trouble, man. Don't I, uh, don't get no damn shit with her because she'll dude, she'll just untwine you, man. She you know it's so funny you know, like um you know as we're sitting there and you know and he was talking about you and, and praising you and we're you know you're, you're trying to picture in your head what you look like you know like what does this girl look like what is she gonna be when you meet her they're freaking like, perfect for each other like, i mean i really i gotta just say that they it's classic point, man. i mean you and i'm sitting there i'm going I'm, all right, I'm I'm thinking, I'm going, I'm going to meet this chick for the first time. What is this chick that he's been, you know, because you hear when you don't see somebody, you're like, okay, he's been blowing this chick up, man. I got to, you know, and uh, yeah, well, I mean, good job. I mean, she's, she's everything you said, man, and she's got a head on her, and that's yeah. a good thing. Absolutely. So, I mean, very, very important. You know, we need we need something like that in the business. You know, right. we, we do it. Though. You know, we, we need a head. We need We got to wait our turn. <laughs> you know, the bus goes around and around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, in the world, crazy. I mean, what about this Johnny Depp situation? He wins. Rumor has it Johnny Depp is the first to win an argument with a female. Sorry, guys. <laughs> 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 Got a little delay here, but <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> but at that, yeah. So thirteen mil in the bag. Lost a civil suit for two million. So it was fifteen to start. Lost two to back to her. But is he crazy? Gonna, just a crazy situation. That, that thing, man. I mean, what you guys have a take on it? Opinions? Anything? You know, Johnny's my boy, man. I, yeah. love, I love the movie Blow. Yeah. It mean? <laughs> was a great movie. Uh, yes. No, I mean, you know, I the thing is, you never know. You never know what's going on with these public celebrities. You never know. Who, we, we always try to pick favorites and including myself. You know, you pick a bad guy. You pick a good guy in a situation. It seems like they were both a little bit bad for each other. Mm, but toxic. I, I think, you know... It what sucks is when you have problems on your own, which obviously Johnny had some drinking, drug mm -hmm. issues. Then you have somebody who's pushing your buttons on purpose. It's just not good. It's not good to have somebody in your corner like that that's going to be pushing your buttons, trying to get you to the next level in a bad way. Facts. And so it's like he wasn't no angel. You know, he wasn't an angel at all. But it's like. <sighs> You know, I there's a difference between looking at that couple and looking at like even Ozzy Osbourne and his wife. That's a couple. You got Ozzy Osbourne has some problems. Mm. You know, um, you don't say. Over, look at look at uh, look at Robert Downey and the problems that he had, and look at oh, his he wife. Was bad, dude. You know, you he got you got his wife was real. You know what I mean? Mm. And and you can see somebody who's who's trying to help and and be that backbone and and 
and lift somebody and you see that Amber Heard, you know, in this situation, she wasn't. She was poking the bear. She was trying to make things worse mm -hmm. and then also trying to bank on that. And, and humiliate this guy and without you know when, when they're both pretty much equal i think from what i've seen and i'm not i'm no expert but just from what i saw and you got two people that are just at each other's throats and it seemed like she was more the aggressor but i can't even you know die on that hill because you, you know we've only seen what we've seen and and it's not everything but it's sad it's just sad when when these things become public i'm just glad that he was able to at least not clear his name but when you got kids out there thinking their father's like some crazy woman beater yeah. which you know maybe he did but it's not all one-sided the way it, it was portrayed and i yeah. and, and you know at least let the whole thing come to light that's where i'm at with it you know? i agree with that hollywood what do you think about the situation same thing i think i think it was about money i mean anytime you know and it's a fine line man you have to be very careful. I don't care. There's women out there that have a fetish and they want to be smacked around. You have to be careful. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, what goes on in that bedroom and that door is closed, it's you and her. Anything can come out of that. And next thing you know, you're in court and you're like, wait a minute. You were all for this. You want me to choke you and shit? I'm not down for that. I don't want to hurt you, baby. Now, next thing you know, sit down right here. I don't need you to sign a disclaimer. Man. <laughs> Thank you for that. And you know what I'm saying? It could get crazy. I mean, look at that picture from the Dodgers. Bauer. Look what he's going oh, through. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he screwed his whole shit up. Smacking her around, you know, and there's there's some people that like some crazy shit. There's women. Oh, I like to be punched and stuff. Like, I would never hit you, man. Not like that. There's no way. Yeah. Take that shit somewhere. You like to go, go somewhere else. I'm not doing that to you. I'm not punching if it. No. Uh -uh. Ain't happening. Not into that crazy no. stuff. B, what do you think? I think it was made for Hollywood myself. It was kind of, you know, media driven. Um, you know, it was crazy in every relationship, but these Hollywood relationships, I mean, it was right out there in the open. I mean, I didn't pay all that much attention to it. Uh, it was a lot of talk about it and her shit in the bed and all this other crazy stuff I was hearing. And it was just like, what the hell's going she on? In China. With this chick? You know, and, and all this nutty stuff. But I was like, ah, that's all Hollywood crap, you know? And, I mean, if he's owed money, do you think she has the money to give him anyways? I mean, you know, her acting career is kind of in the tubes right now, right? Yeah. Down the toilet. She's it's probably going to take some time. It's going to oh, take absolutely. some time. Well, she's yeah. admitted that she can't even pay the lawsuit. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, yeah. he, I mean, it's probably a peace of mind for him, but she doesn't have the money to pay. He'll probably let it go, too. He just get out of my face. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, you know something crazy like that. But uh, it's crazy. I'm not. You know, it's one of those Hollywood-driven things, I think. So it is. So uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. This was a big deal. Um, they were wearing the uh, the pride patch on their shoulder. Mm. There was a few uh, players that said, "No, I'm not going to wear it." So thoughts on that? I mean, is it is it up to is it choice? Is is that where we're at, or I think a, they should have just fell in line, or what? I mean, it's kind of like you know. And when you're in a big leagues like that, and you're being paid millions. If you're ha if you have to do what you have to do, but if you're taking a stance, I get it. Some of these pride things that people get a little miscombobulated. I mean, um, I went to my doctor's today to go get a cortisone shot in my my shoulder. Mm -hmm. um, as you can tell, I've been working out, so it's been hurting a little bit. <laughs> breaths, but um, no, told you to bend over. <laughs> the girl at the front counter is wearing a pride shirt. It was casual Friday. It didn't offend me, you know. Right, but right. Uh, you know, I mean, some people are. It's a delicate thing, you know? I mean, yeah. do you say it's kind of like the abortion thing we talked about? You know, all these crazy topics that are out there. And 
either you're on this side or that side, but you know, I just try to take the middle of the road, you know, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, they're getting paid crazy money. What the hell, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, Hank Aaron day, you got to wear number 42. I, I got, you know, I don't like number 42. It's a superstitious number for him. I'm not going to wear it. No, you're a fucking millionaire. Put the damn thing on and shut up. It's one day, you know? crickets yeah no no i hear you Wait, i'm looking for that no. <laughs> anywho uh, uh, no i'd say valid take man yeah hollywood what's your take on it i wouldn't work i i agree with him i mean i don't think that you should have to um once again it's it's your preference what you want to be i'm not down for it there's man and woman it's that simple and you're, when you try pushing that stuff so far that I have to believe this and and I'm wrong for believing the way that I am and how I think, who am I? Who am I in the end and with my integrity and everything, look at me and go, you've changed everything you believed in. Everything that we push on you, like you're going to allow your kids to go, okay, well, guess what? Um, I'm going to let you make up your own mind what you want to be. You know what I mean? And this goes into a thing. It was some little girl um, who went to school, she's nine years old. And the teacher, it's a little bit different, calls her and says, you know, um, your daughter is is in class causing disturbance. And she's like, what do you mean? She's like, well, she's barking. She thinks she's a dog. Huh? And her mom says, well, yeah, she's a dog. So, I mean, things like that, where, do, where does it stop? Where does it, um, where... I'm going to be wrong and I can't see you being a boy growing up and you got two dudes in the bed laying there. No, no, no. It's just not, if that's what you want to do, I'm, I won't be part of it. You know what I mean? That's my take on that. I'm not going to harm you. Maybe when I was younger, I probably would have, but it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I love women. And uh, you're on a hot seat, dude. So I feel like I'm on Tucker Carlson. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like I just, you know, I'm fucking gay. Because you, <laughs> you can get in such a debate, you know, and and, and then people be like, well, you know what? Because actually, I lost a friend the other day. Sorry. And I told her, listen, me and you go way back 30 years and you put that shit up on there. And she said, you know, she said, times change, Rube. They've changed. I said, really? And so we start changing everything that we come accustomed to. We might as well give in everything. Everything that we believed in don't matter no more. You know what I mean? I just, we're in the air. And if you look around, it's it's crazy. It really is crazy. There's losing respect to the elder. Not being good to one another. You know what I mean? You're killing one another. I mean, it's it's sick. It's We're in, we're in, we're in a bad world right now, man. Mm. And more is going to come out of it. It's definitely a polarizing topic. Yeah. Yeah. Great job there, Philly. Keep well, it going. Another tough one Judge coming Jays, up. DeAndra. <laughs> oh, no, we got to get their opinion on it. Uh, um, no, I mean, I don't think you should be forced to, you know, to, to wear anything. I mean, we, you know, our company does, you know, an acknowledgement. If you want to be, if you want to be considered like an ally or whatever, um, you can wear it. You can be an ally and not wear it. You know, it's totally up to you. Um, you know, it's tough because, you know, you, you know, I, I'm really, I, I get on, on the fence when it comes to like children. I'm always worried about children. Mm -hmm. I, I put children at the top 
but I have been around people, you know, two of my best friends when I was younger were gay. Um, they were gay women and they still are. And they knew they were when they were seven. And when you're, when you know, you know, and I know that that's, I don't think that that's a majority thing. I do think there's a small minority of a minority that really know when they're kids. It's just, it's in, it's in you. Mm. I think part of it is getting trendy now. Um, and I don't like, I don't like that part of it. And I don't like, you know, I think the best way to just treat somebody with respect is to just get to know them, you know, as an individual, not as a group, right. as an individual. <clears throat> um, I think that an individual can change another person's mind a lot easier than a group trying to force it. And I think that that will make you open up to anybody. When you meet an individual, it doesn't matter what they are. That's when you can tell what's real, what's at the core not by a group. It's hard. You know, it's hard when you have a group of people screaming at you trying to get their point across. It's like, no, just give me one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. And I think that's the best way you change an individual's mind is by an individual coming face-to-face -face and saying, this is who I am. Because you can see in somebody's eyes. You can see when somebody's genuine. Right. And I think that that's what, what brings the best out of somebody who doesn't believe. They'll eventually be like, oh, you know, I met someone today that changed my mind. Even if it's just a little bit, even if you don't think that this is the way you should live, you'll respect it more than it being forced onto you. I don't think that's the way to go about anything. I agree with you. You mm -hmm. know, and, that, and that's just my take. And I think that people should be allowed to, you know, let let people be a little ignorant for a while. But but eventually you'll come across somebody that changes your mind. You yeah. know, you will. And not and maybe not changes your mind to be like, oh, I believe this now. But you'll kind of have more of an understanding. Yeah. But you still... One thing I will agree about Hollywood is sometimes you got to die on a hill and be wrong because just the principle of you, that integrity, it's like, who am I if I'm just going to be a drifter and bend left and right for whatever? I'm not, I'm not going to have any sense of myself if I'm a yes man. So let yourself grow into either believing something new or staying traditional, but you have to do it naturally. That's the only way you're going to win. You know, that's very well said. Well said. Thank you. I appreciate and, and, you saying and that. And to your point, um, and I'm a 50 year plus person now, so I've been around, and I've known people that, uh, you know, they're they're gay, and that's okay by me. I don't have. I mean, I have my opinion of what I feel is right and wrong, but it does not change my relationship with that person or that individual based on knowing who they are. I think you hit a very key point, and that's getting to know the person. You want to get to say, you can't just judge based on, I think the commercialization of everything that's going on with all of this other stuff, and it's out there now, and, and that's part of that, you know, you know, it's it's media being shoving stuff down your throat. If it ain't that topic, it's the COVID topic. It's the war in Ukraine. It's the this or the that. That's you know, a good point, too. It's not so much about what the topic is or what the stance is for. It's just, you know... You can have your opinion, but you're at the end of the day, you're still a human being, right? You're going to teach people, you know, treat people with dignity and respect. If they're not harming me in any way, shape, or form, I don't care what your lifestyle is. It doesn't play into my relationship with you. You know, if you told me 25 years later that, you know, you're on this side and I'm on that side, it shouldn't make me go, whoa, man, I don't like you no more because that's a shell individual. I think you're very shallow if you go in that direction. But, you know, um, I have my beliefs. You have yours. All, you know, five of us have our own beliefs and our listeners do. But, I mean, that shouldn't be a deterrent. You could hold your stance on something, 
but I mean, you've got to be somewhat understanding in some situations. Uh, some things I agree with and some, some things I don't. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we'll talk about the competitive sports. I don't think, you know, a man was, you know, was, was, was a man and he wants to be trans and he wants to go and play sports and compete in a women's league. That's not right. That man was born with more muscle and strength and everything. You're going into that now. You're, you're making it hard for these other people. That I don't think is right. You know, part of that. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to go down that whole rabbit hole, but, you know, this was just a, a matter of choice, I feel yeah. like, by certain players taking a stand. I mean, do you care to weigh in on it? or? Yeah, I mean, there was really great points made all around. I just think that I chalk it up to, you know, you can have your certain beliefs and, and what you feel, and I think it's just a matter of respect and allowing the other person to live their experience and exist in that. Not telling someone, you can't do that because I don't like it. That's their life. Let them do, and they're not harming anybody. Who they love, how they want to be is up to them. And as long as you guys show a mutual respect and just acknowledgement of their existence, it should you should be able to come together at the table. I agree. I agree yeah. 100%. I agree. I'm with it. All right, let's lighten it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. we're, getting, we're getting a little tense there. <laughs> <laughs> Open the table. Fire in the middle. <laughs> it's your, your call. <laughs> <laughs> we have a fire in the building. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Skylar Gray, um, she actually had to sell the rights to some of her top songs in order to pay for a messy divorce as an artist. Found that pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Figured you might want to weigh in on this one, Judge James. Yeah, dude. It, well, I like Skylar Gray a lot. I was yeah. actually fortunate enough to meet Skylar Gray because um, I entered a contest for to be featured on one of her songs. Um, and I got, I didn't win, but I was... I was up there and she was like, I'm doing a show in Pontiac. I really liked your version. Basically, you just, you record a, a, a three verses on a song that she put her chorus on and then you have to submit it and you have to like, and people vote on it and stuff. And I was up there. So it was between me and one other dude and the other dude won. And, um, but she was like, I'm going to be in Pontiac. You live in Michigan. I'd like to meet you still. So I got to meet her because of that. And she's a really, I mean, she's Grammy nominated all over the place wrote love the way you lie with rihanna and eminem and yeah, she's she works with eminem all the time wow. but yeah she i actually saw on her instagram that she had to sell all the rights to the songs that she that she um coming home that with she Diddy. wrote yeah coming song home with Dr. Dre. yeah i'm mm -hmm. coming home yeah that song yep. yep all these hits that she had she now no longer owns and so she was really depressed about it but also said that it was kind of a relief because now from here on out everything it's a it's a clean slate it was almost like she learned a lot it was a way of closing that old chapter you know you know this philly from writing as well part of you is like damn dude i wrote that like that's mine mm -hmm. and it's it would suck it's almost like losing shit like you and i have both lost shit that we've created whether it was like recordings or man i lost some shit i wrote where i'm like dude that was some of my best shit you'll never see it again because i lost it so i can't imagine giving the ownership to someone else but at the same time being an artist you can always write new shit mm -hmm. you that's the beauty of being able to create you can no one can take that away from you you can always create something new and so that's why, like, even for me, whether I put an album out or not, what I'm starting to realize, even though this this album that I'm getting mastered right now, I don't even own 100% of that. Even though I wrote all the lyrics, uh, you know, the producer gets writing credit. The executive producer gets a part of the master. 
the you know there's so many hands in the pot in the pot that i'm starting to realize and i'm like really the the satisfaction i get is just from writing it yeah. like that's my favorite part is the right. writing and recording and honestly performing as well as far as all that other shit goes i'd rather give the other people their percentages as well because it's stuff i don't have to worry about you know the the producer made the beat i don't have to worry about that mm -hmm. the guy the executive produced it i don't have to worry about all the shit he's adding to it the singers that come in i don't have to worry about so they're taking a lot of stress off my back anyway they're owed th that money as well the fun the best part about it for me was the writing it and saying wow i did that i wrote that that's where the experience ends and i'll be able to perform my shit for as long as i want and make money off it so I think for her, she'll be fine. She knows she wrote those songs. Nobody can take that credit away, even though she doesn't own and can't make money off it. Yeah. No one can take her name away from that. Like right. people will look to her and be like, wow, you did this. You know, it's just like somebody who builds a bridge that doesn't go away. Somebody can see yeah. that bridge and be like, God damn, somebody made that bridge. And they'll go to that architect because that's the person that designed it. Doesn't matter if he owns the rights to whatever, how many cars go over it. You know what I mean? So, fuck it. She can start over. That's right. Right, right. Good points. Um, so, Post Malone, he says he smokes 40 to 45 cigarettes per day. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a lot of cigs. Mm. It's over two packs, Brad. <laughs> that's a lot. I thought maybe you were did 40 tattoos a week. He said the most, a, the most crazy. he smoked in a day was 80 cigarettes. I mean, that's something to be proud of? I mean, this damn. Is, I don't know. This just came out uh, today. Smoke, bro. What's his name? Um... um Pacino. Robert De Niro and uh, in, in Casino, he doing? smoked five packs in that movie <laughs> in a day. Oh in a day, because he said constantly, I, I always had a cigarette. Yeah, you notice that every scene he had a smoke in his head. Yeah, every, every scene. freaking scene wow. he was going. Yeah, yes, yes. It's wild, man. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy you don't smoke anymore. I was just gonna ask. I know <laughs> I I tried it. Wasn't my jam. I know mm. you quit. I mean, are yeah, you, one month over one month. Congratulations, right now. thank by you. The way. Thank yeah. you, finally. Good job, Devin. How you Devin. doing? Now, you, you went to the vape, and now you're on gummies right now? What are you doing? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, that vape thing actually helped you, you said, right? Yeah, and actually, you know what? My doctor, I went and got uh, blood drawn today. Go for mm. my physical every six months. Nice. And um, she's like, you know what? I hate to say it. She's like, people have the most success going from cigarettes to vaping to cut, then quitting. Right? Yeah. She's like, the, the least amount of success is going from cigarettes to cold turkey. So she's like, if you're going to do it for a little bit, it's fine. Right. So. Well, good for you. That's a see big what happens. Deal. I'm ready, though. I feel like I'm ready. I, yeah. Hollywood, I know you smoked at some point or maybe once in a blue moon. I turn it on and off. Like at the bar? Is it usually just up yeah, in that can, Marlboro I, light? I, I can yeah. just smoke 10 a day and then tomorrow. And then boom, turn it post. off? Yeah. And just James? No? No, I was smoking a lot for a while. Were you really? Yeah. Yeah. Especially when I moved to New York and I was in Brooklyn. Actually, I would use that. I was trying to make beats on the computer. It would be my way to like, you know, when you're sitting there on the computer for a while doing something you love, hours go by, right? And I'm like, it gave me a reason to get up, walk around the room for a minute. You yeah. know, it's like to step away from work, mm -hmm. just like a break. When I was working dishwashing, it gives you a break. I'm going to go outside in the restaurant. So I could do it, but I just quit cold turkey because if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. I don't crave it. Yeah. If I have it in front of me, I want to do it. If I don't have it in front of me, I don't need it. It's fine. Makes sense. DeAndre, you never? No. Do you even try? Um, I did once in college. I think I was like a freshman. And my best friend at the time, when she gets really drunk, she wants a cigarette. And then she hate, she's so mad the next day. 
But you know, she was smoking a cigarette. Yeah, because she like hates that's, the that's like of it. that typical bar. Oh my god, I need a fucking smoke. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. So <laughs> she, you know, she was puffing her cigarette. I was like, let me try it. Hated it. So I never picked up the habit, which was was good. But um, my dad used to be a heavy smoker. Yeah. Um, and when he met my mom, he was still smoking, and she was like, I'm gonna help you kick that. And then it was actually um, when my mom got pregnant with me, my dad was like, all right, I got to quit. So he smoked like a chimney, like like one day, just like chains, like just like Dang. went through like a, like a pack, maybe two quick cold turkey the next day and hasn't picked up. The yeah. My pops do wow. the same thing. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Pops did the same thing. He went cold turkey. So what's a pack of smokes go for now? It's up like nine bucks now oh, for a pack of, for, 20 for 20 cigarettes, 20 cigarettes. How much are they in New York? Last time I bought, they were like thirteen, and that was probably, on, I, that, I'm not even kidding. And that, that was like that was two years turkey. ago. Yeah, that'll right make there. you quit. Yeah, I was. You know what's weird that you said that though, Deandra? It was like that's how I would do it to myself. Like when I would have that pack, and I knew I was gonna quit after that, yeah. I would like chain smoke it almost to like not punish myself, but be like, you don't want to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like back to back to where it's so raw. You're just like to make myself sick of it. And then when that pack is done, I don't want it. You don't want to yeah, spend don't, that money. Nope, you know what's weird too? Either. So I was talking to my doctor and I was like, you know, I found myself these last couple of weeks getting more and more irritable, like on edge. Oh, yeah, that's I already nicotine, know, man. Yeah. I'm already short tempered guy. So yeah, it's like, yeah. I really don't need this shit in my life. She's like, well, you might've been using nicotine for, just to manage your anger your entire life, your entire you life of smoking. She's like, yeah. I think you need to maybe go see somebody about that. Oh, shit. Now I didn't even realize it, but like now thinking back, maybe it was. Maybe it was an outlet that I wasn't sure about. I don't know. Well, I heard it lowers your that. blood pressure too. That's what my mom said. My mom checks her blood pressure mm -hmm. uh, every however many hours. And she said that usually after a cigarette, it lowers your blood pressure. Um, you know, it calms you down. I know it raises your heart rate at times, but it lowers your blood pressure. So I don't know. I've always had low, oh. low blood pressure though. Yeah. I don't, I never was a big smoker, but, uh, I just can't get around 13 bucks a pack. That's high. I mean, holy yeah, crap, that's crazy. man. That's crazy. You're, yeah. I'm stingy. So I wouldn't do it. I'm like, mm -mm. No, yeah. I'm spending 30 bucks a day on two packs of squares, man. No yeah. way. That's just crazy. Last thing I got. So there's a pest company. They're offering $2,000 to release a hundred roaches in your home for 30 days. Would you do it? How much? How, how much? 2,000. No. No. Hell no. <laughs> hell no. no. That's the first thing I said. I said, two, I said 200,000? Okay. Two million, maybe. Hell no. <laughs> yeah, man. Really low there. Yeah, this is for a study, a pest control study. So Probably a psychiatric <laughs> study as well. Oh my God, that thing's on me. They got hidden cameras all over the place. <laughs> yeah. No. Two thousand. They did get say that. Here. They got to put cameras in your home and everything else. Yeah. No. No. no, but I feel like you wouldn't be able to get rid of that like crawling sensation even after it. Like, that yeah, would just it's like that, that sensation. You'd that would bug the it. shit out of me. I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. No you way. Know? Wow. That's How many roaches is it? 200? 100. <laughs> Fuck, man. You know what would be really interesting to know, though, is how many roaches, like if you have a roach problem, right? Because I know in New York, they're kind of more common. Like we had them. I had roaches in my apartment when I was in a good neighborhood in New York, when I was a kid, when I was in Chelsea, which is like a really nice part. We had roaches. They weren't crazy. It wasn't a lot. But you hear like roaches multiply. They're everywhere. Just because you only see one or two, I'm wondering how much the average 
amount is that you're not seeing right, because right. if they mm. release a hundred only and you're only going to oh, see yeah. a couple i'll take them two g's as long as pest control is going to come through <laughs> right, and wipe right. them out but, but, dog, it, but if, if, I, if i get an ant on me i'm like oh dude i'm f- tickled for the night dude you know i don't like that <laughs> shit i don't like it no that's a fact no. <laughs> can't stand it yeah, man. I mean, if you barricade yourself like in the bathroom, like like put a towel like below where the crack is, maybe you can. How long is it for? Uh, thirty days. No, never that mind. motherfuckers are coming through there. Filth, oh. just like filth, like like no, mm-hmm. no. Yeah, You know 24th Street Pizza for their award-winning pizzas. From their barbecue chicken, deep south dill, and BLT pizzas, to their Hawaiian barbecue, super veggie, and even chicken fettuccine Alfredo pizza, they have so much to choose from. But they've got more than just pizza at 24th Street Pizza. They've also got toasted subs, flatbreads, chicken, fish, pasta, salads, the list goes on. Plus, with free delivery in Port Huron, it's no surprise they have over a thousand five-star reviews. To view their entire menu and to place an order online, visit 24thStreetPizza.com. Shit's yeah. wild. So, how about Deshaun Watson, Braz? Another yeah. another woman's come out? Accusations? You think it's for money to stop him to play NFL? Somebody wants money. There's something There's something there. Now you all something you come out now? Where were you at before? Yeah. It's almost like piling on at this point, don't you think? I mean, he you know, he's in a big contract right now. There's money on the table again. Mm. You know, Maybe I can get a little something. Talk about roaches coming out. The, the, yeah. They're coming out of the woodwork right now. <laughs> By the way, I remember years ago when I knew Hollywood as a younger man, I used, used to think he had a roach problem in his car because <laughs> in the cup holder there's a bunch of roaches. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> now, have we talked about the suspension? Oh, what, is, what, what, is, what is on the table for uh, Watson? I don't know. Um, you bring him, bring these folks up to speed. I was going to say Phil is in because I yeah. don't know what's going on. We need, we need uh, to, is the domestic Watson. violence type shit? No, he, he's, he's an NFL quarterback who was for the Tennessee type. High profile player. You know, he likes, you know, he'd go and get massaged and stuff like that. And there'd be supposedly a little extra going on. Yeah. So <laughs> since he's a high profile athlete, you know, everything goes silent, you know. Then all of a sudden they're coming out. Oh, he did this. He asked for this. He touches him properly, and all that. You know, the guy signs a big contract, laying on that table, and all of a sudden he's like, "You need a few <laughs> extra bucks to take care yeah, of this." Just, just <laughs> different things like that. It's it's like I'm not there. I didn't. See, you know what I mean? I don't know. No, who's coming? Who's coming to say that this happened? These are the workers at these places, like the the massage he places, hiring, or hiring these girls and. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of his thing, you know. He's thought his money and his celebrityism or whatever you call it. would force them to do things. It's and, like, eh. You know, and it's kind of like, you know, some of that past is catching up to him and people are trying to chase his money. And some of it's just kind of like, uh, who is the lady that was accusing Trump of all this stuff? And her attorney ended up being a crook. Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels. Yeah. And that dude's doing time because he was stealing her money. So you kind of, you know. There's, you never know with all the, you know, stardom and all this other crap. When you get money, on. that's what people do. Yeah, that's this, like you make it big time, right? You got pretty much a clean record that we know of. Also, you get somebody come on. James is getting $60 million. They want to find dirt on you. Find any little piece I of I want dirt a piece track. of his, it's you know, horrible. cut. And this was an elite athlete. He was a franchise player. One of the best players they had, and the team had to cut him. Nobody wanted him because of the baggage. The Cleveland Browns picked him up, signed him to a new contract, and 
They accepted the fact that there's some legal stuff still going on and they have powerful lawyers going to help them out. And all of a sudden things are starting to, you know, the embers are going away and all of a sudden, poof, here comes another, hey, well, you know, he on me and this and that. And so now it's back in the media again. I'm going to always sigh. I'm always going to try to figure out how valid the, you know, the, the sources, stories are yeah, though, right. because I still, I don't know the guy. So I'm going to side with him right, just because right. he got a check if he did some foul shit right. and he did it time and time again right then right fuck them right. <laughs> but, but if Some but if, chick but if at it's, the waffle house when i was waitressing <laughs> over here down in kentucky yeah he me looked at my ass and i want some of that money <laughs> yeah well but if it's that then it's like all right come on like because, you know you gotta take it case by case i guess yeah, and you wonder it's kind of like this like I come at you and hoping that you're going to go like this so that the give them whatever they want so that they back so if they get some kind of money they come to you and tell your lawyer yeah he's willing to give you this Oh yeah, that's that's a great amount, and another one's gone. Then then another one pops up. Yeah. You see, it's, it, I think a lot of it is about money. That's why I say you have to be careful, especially when it's a man and a woman going into anywhere where it's one on one. You know what I mean? And anything can come about. You'd be shocked, like, wow, you know. Even like, I'm like, you know, I go for massage on Monday. Hollywood, now let me ask you this. Were you in the happy baby yoga pose? <laughs> damn it, damn it. But it's professional. Now, you don't know. I mean, she's laughing. I'm talking about podcasts and everything. And she's like, oh, really? Yeah, cool. But she keeps the door, you know, open and everything. And there's another person down there who's just right outside. And I'm like, I like that. You know what I mean? Knowing that, because you don't know. It takes one, one, one person to make an accusation. Next thing you know, your ass up in court. You know, even saying things, even older people saying stuff to kids, you can't, what we could say back in the day, you can't say now. I don't know, Your man. Your ass would be in court, man. I was on the Xbox talking with some of my son's friends. If I talked the way they did to me, to my friend's dads, be a fucking oh, problem. Man. Oh, yeah. These yeah. kids got balls. They're lucky they're on a game because I would have smacked the piss out of them. Let me tell you. Yeah. These kids, man, there's something else. My thing with it is that like, I don't know either of the parties, so I don't know who to believe or what the story is. So I don't have much of an, an opinion on like who's in the right, who's in the wrong. But my thing that is with, there are situations where people are being opportunists when there's money involved. Mm -hmm. And what upsets me about that whole situation is that there are actual real like survivors and victims of any kind of like sexual harassment, assault. And that just undermines all of like the actual cases sure. because now you're you're looking at every like okay how credible is this because we've seen this happen and it's like it just makes it that much harder for like the true cases and that's yes, what's really yes. upsetting about it. Yes. Very good point. Very good point. So true. Yeah, it's the same thing with the race card. It's like mm -hmm. there's real racism out here. Yeah. There's real issues going on. But if if the motherfucker at my job wants to call, you know, pull the race card because they didn't get the promotion. Because they're a shitty worker, it's like, dude, you got you didn't get the promotion because you're a shitty worker, not because yeah. you know what I mean. Because yeah. there's real places where Absolutely. people are getting you know the, the short end out here, and those are the ones that we should be concerned about. It's yeah. not that it doesn't exist; it's just don't water it down for the wrong reasons, mm -hmm. you know, because sure. you want to be an opportunist. But also, it's just like Hollywood said too, and it's the same thing I would tell like my son or my daughter, both parties. You got to be careful. You you can't you know a victim is always a victim, no matter what. No one else is to blame except for the person that did it to the victim. Mm -hmm. um, but you also don't want to get caught out here as a, you know, potential, you know, um, 
aggressor or somebody that's doing something wrong. So don't put yourself in those positions. And same thing with the victim. Like, don't put yourself in positions where you could be more of a victim. Don't put yourself yeah. in positions where you could be more of the accused. You know, if you're going to a place and you don't really trust the area, I'm going to tell my son, dude, stay the fuck away because you don't know these people. Right, right. You know, and, and next thing you know, you make a move. You know, that's that's why, like, uh, you know, I have a friend who's always smart. He went on a, a, a business trip with a bunch of the people that he works with. And one of the girls, you know, had it out for him. You know, she she liked him, but she was totally wasted. He was like, dude, I didn't go in there because you never know how that's going to go. Let's say word gets out. I went in there and did something with her. She was totally shit-faced. Now she thinks her reputation is ruined because she was with me. She might lie on me and mm -hmm. say I took advantage. Yeah. And I'm not, and he was telling me straight up, like, I'm not saying she would do that, but it's not worth it. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going in there. Oh, I don't yeah. need I don't need the sex that bad right. to risk it. Not in this moment. I'll wait until she's sober. We're off work grounds or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were they were not on work grounds, they were at a hotel, but He's like, you know, I'll, I'll do it in a place where it's outside of work, basically, where there's no way this could happen unless both parties are consensual. So there's less right. likely for you an know, accusation to go down. You know down. what's crazy, though, too? Did you guys talk about how the Texans are involved now, how they paid to put them up in like hotels and shit like that? Uh, yeah, that's no, that that's being brought that. in now, too. So See? now his employer is being an enabler for this stuff. Mm. So that opens a whole nother can of worms. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if this dude, like, say he's a sex addict, right? You're basically enabling him to go, you know, hunt down these women, knowing what he wants out of it. You know what I'm saying? So there's all these layers to it now. It just, it's, it's fucked up. You think about it. Yeah. And it's like, do you really need, I, I don't know. There's just ways to go about this stuff. It's like, you, you don't want to be, you just, I don't know how to explain it's it, but it's like all this it's stuff and, and for yeah. what it just, it's, it's, this is another thing. It's like that impulsive. That's why like sex to get you into trouble. I'm at a friend tell me yeah. also a friend, you know, he makes a joke about it. He's like, dude, I was caught in some crazy places where I risked my life just to get some mm -hmm. from a chick. You know, I've, he's like, I've taken the train at late nights in some certain areas in New York. I shouldn't have been in just <laughs> right. to get it, right. you know, where like I probably would have got killed. It's like the shit we do sometimes. For that, it's not worth it. No. Like, you got to fucking chill out. Bathrooms know? at the bars. Then the bouncer comes in. Hey, what are you guys doing in there? It's actual <laughs> audio of uh, someone running out. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> at the bar. The bar. You know? <laughs> the things we would do back then, we'll, we'll never think about now. Because it's a different world, man. Yeah. You know, and, and respect to what DeAndre is saying about the the people that are victims yes they're being undermined they're being under you know they're, they're not their story is bigger than what the media is putting some of these celebrities into and that should never Johnny be Depp never all. swept under the rug and it should it's never important. be swept i mean i'm yeah. a father you know i have two daughters and god forbid anything bad or anything like that i mean my mind goes in a crazy place right mm -hmm. anybody ever did something stupid to my daughter imagining a woman who's got to bear that inside sometimes your whole life and, or, or even men in some cases, and you deal with this stuff, you know, um, you know, I was a boy scout or I went to this church camp and something happened. That's some deep stuff, man. You know, those people are the victims. And, and I think being an advocate for what we're trying to talk about with, you know, this guy with his problem or whatever, um, there's deeper problems to your point. That was a great valid point. Yeah. I think we'd that, call that a fetish. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's just, well, for him, that's definitely a fetish. He's a, uh, he loves it. Well, that's all I got. So it's open up to you guys, man. That'd be some of the damn you, C Rebel. I heard you last week, C Rebel. Damn you. <laughs> In honor 
just James, man. You two, come on, let them bring yes. Yeah, anything oh. you guys want to talk about, let yeah. it fly. Bring it on. It's an open table, Diamond. Oh my God, I feel like it's just on the spot right now. <laughs> oh. Do you have anything? Well, I guess <laughs> not, let's say happy birthday to Britney Spears. She got married, Britney Spears. Did she really? Yes. Oh, boy. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Do you want to know what happened? Oh, wow. Good for her. Did you hear what happened? Yeah. No. That the ex husband came there and was taking photos and shit. <laughs> Come the, on. Yeah, oh, yeah. Not uh, Kevin. The other one that they were married for. He crashed their wedding. Oh, one he day crashed, I did hear He crashed that, it. Yeah, yeah he it crashed it. I yeah. still What's love his name? you. Huh? What's his name? <laughs> I don't know his name. I just saw the little it's article. It's not Kevin Federline. No, no. It wasn't, no. Ke- Ke- wasn't Kevin Federline. The other dude. <laughs> it was like the younger guy. He was a young dancer. They were married for a day or, or a night or whatever. That guy. <laughs> yeah. Is this going to bug you guys? No. No. Go ahead, man. It's your crib. Do what you want, man. I'm respectful. Smell a little bit like dope. No, what are you smoking double apple, bro. <laughs> yeah, but he came up there. Bro, this is lush Kush ice, bro. Oh, oh my yeah. god, this man, the best. Like, come on, dude. You know that's your ex, dude. It's been long. Let it yeah. go. Dude. Come on. Yeah, that's someone being an opportunist. Yeah, he wants to be in the spotlight. He wants to make a buck off, yep. off of it. You know, and taking just wants photos. Fifteen minutes. Yes, that's been long, long done. Yes, hmm. her mother wasn't even there. Her mother wasn't there. Her children weren't there. Um. And, but they said she was happy, and they said, you know, they they gave him the blessings or whatever. So whatever's going on in that family, and you know, the father wasn't there. Mm-mm. It that's just it's a bad scenario, well, you know. Let's, uh, let's see. I'm trying to pull up her ex's uh, Sam Asagari. I don't know. I, mean, I don't even know, I, I don't even know if that's it. Jason Allen, the I guy that know. she was married to yeah. for 24 hours or whatever. But I think mm. Brittany's flipping out. I mean, if you've seen some of her, you know, well, her dad had a lot of pull. He had he had a hold on her and her money and everything she did for a long time. He had her like in a cocoon financially. She couldn't have a baby. She wanted to have a baby when she was young, Mm thirty. She was told you cannot have a baby. This and that. that. You know, this goes back to that childhood thing. Like she was a Disney. uh, You know, she was on you know Disney. That's how she started her career as a little girl. And you go through this whole celebrity thing, man, and you lose your identity. You know, you got all these people telling you what you're going to do, what you're going to wear. You're making like the all millions of dollars. And Joe kicked her ass. These people, mm-hmm. man. And they want to be a normal human being, you know. And at this point, I think she just became a person that, you know, basically they created a monster. And she wants to, you know, she's doing all this crazy stuff. And people are like, man, she's off a rocker. But she really never had much. You can't say she grew up with a real normal childhood either, you know. Exactly. Because the thing is that, like, even with, like, Miley Cyrus, Britney Spears, Justin Bieber, they started out in the business so young, yes. like in prepubescent years, and then they're growing up. They're going through their adolescence. They're supposed to make mistakes. They're mm. supposed to fuck up. They're supposed to, right. you know, yeah. learn from that. But now they're doing it with the spotlight on them. Everyone's scrutinizing. Everyone's opinion. Everyone's doing, you know, death threats. They're, they have their own opinions, critiquing them. They can't just be a human being, learning from their mistakes, whatever they might be. But no, everyone's just looking at You're them. Right. And don't you think, DeAndre, that kind of that kind of messes them up later? And they go through all these different stages, and then you find, oh, man, he's off. You know, Justin Bieber's a perfect you know example mm-hmm. of that. Like he was, you know, way out there, and he, some people may still think he is. Now he's reeling it back in. Kanye West went to the religious side. For I that. still think he wanted to be like Eminem. Oh, Biebs. Yep. I I think he had a fed with, with trying to be like Eminem, and just like Miley Cyrus, you know, the shit that she did. And embarrassed her father and everything. Like, oh, I didn't care. She didn't do this. And then on the stage, bends over and pisses on the crowd. I mean, yeah, come that, on, that dude. was just I mean, nuts, man. I mean, is that what it's about? I mean, I mean, you guys are musicians. You guys didn't do no shit like that. 
Oh. You know what I'm saying? But like, imagine that age when you're like, you already want to rebel against your parents because you want to be your own person. And then you feel like to rebel against the entire world. So you're going to do some crazy shit. Not that it's like an excuse, but you have to understand like their psyche is so different from ours. They've reached that mountaintop where Mm -hmm. some people work their whole life to make money. Maybe not necessarily celebrity money, but Mm. they work hard and they go through life's trials and ebb and flows and, you know, all the different, you know, angles you're going to have to get to get to the top. But when you get all this money and you just become a person, it's like, I got it all. They can actually become very lonely people. That's true. You know, and they get they get caught up in a mental state, you know, where that celebrity thing isn't as great as I thought it was going to be. I just want to be able to go into a Trader Joe's and go walk around and just be me. Yeah. And even you know? Miley, like she's, you know, got the attachment because of her dad. He's super famous. So you have not only do you want to rebel, but you want to create your own name. You don't want to be attached to your dad, you know, and his celebrity. So you got to create your own path. So it makes her probably makes her even want to do more wild shit. But I don't know. A lot of these celebrities, they take these crazy paths and you hope they reel themselves back in for the better. You know, like yeah. even Lady Gaga was out there for a while doing this. But she reeled it back shit. in. Though. She reeled it she back reeled in it too. Back and in. I yeah. love that. She's, I'm like, she's, she's, she's so she's talented, wonderful. man. Yes, yes. Like, ever since that movie, I feel like she's just been reeling it back yeah. in, becoming more and more you know, peeling off the facade and not saying it was a facade, but it's almost like this armor she put right. on to to be able to withstand all the, the bullshit. Like I'm going to get at myself first before anyone else does. I'm going to make myself look, I'm going to make myself the brunt of the joke before you guys get a chance to, you know what I mean? Because and not, not necessarily the brunt of the joke, but you know, she was, she was not accepted when she was trying to get on right. because she didn't look the part, right. you know, she wasn't a traditional, beautiful girl. And so she went this route, like, fuck you guys. I'm, I'm going to do this wild shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, and I'm, and now it's like, she's slowly peeling it off the layers. The, mm-hmm. the uh, sure. dress with the meat hanging The off meat dress. Yeah. Oh, yep, yep. And now she's coming back to just normal, but she's always never lost it. The talent was always there in the Dude, beginning. I watched yeah. her. Howard Stern did an interview with her and Howard Stern is probably one of the most brilliant freaking interviewers. Love it, I mean, guys. he's fantastic. We've said that before on the show. He did an interview with her, and of course, they had the baby grand in the in the studio for her to play. She's in jeans and just like a halter top, and she was totally herself, as if she was hanging out with a bunch of friends like we're doing right now. She's comfortable enough to just spew it all out, and he gets the best interview. But man, the talent that she has, not just from an actress standpoint, but you go into her music. She's got a freaking killer voice, man. She's so mm. good. I'm just, I'm impressed with her. She's Super really, talented. like you said, she's peeled off those layers and, and uh, the likability factor, going back to the point earlier about getting to know somebody. Five years ago, we were, you know, if you're on this side, you're like, chick's nuts, man. Yeah. But now you see her potential, her right. intelligence level, her God's gifts to sing and act. And you're like, totally different perspective. Mm-hmm. I like her now. So yes, you can change someone's ideas on people. Yeah. And she's Britney a perfect Spears, example. She had uh, Madonna was there. Paris Hilton was there. She had some of the big, they came there for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy stuff. You guys, uh, we were talking about uh, Justin Bieber. Just a little side note here, if I can actually remember my password here. So you're saying you ate <laughs> the Bieber too? Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, <laughs> the Justin. Brew. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. The boy's mind is pickled. <laughs> Justin Bieber revealed he has Ramsey Hunt syndrome. Uh, this is a face where it paralyzes your face. This is true. It's in, It was just uh, put out there today. So he says he has hope. Um, Justin Bieber shared a health update for fans about his post uh, poning his three shows. Um, 
because there's some paralysis that takes place. It's like a nervous, you know, central nervous thing yeah. that he's dealing with right now. And um, uh, the Ramsey Hunt syndrome, they call it, can cause hearing loss. It requires prompt treatment and, um, you know, and, and sometimes it's permanent. Hmm. So here again, you can have it all. Who's to say that yeah. Yeah. something happens to somebody, right? I mean, mm. you know. Um, you never know. Okay, what, I what, look at Bruce Willis. Really? He has aphasia now. They're perfect oh, yeah. example. Mm. Yeah. Andrew, that's a great example. Here's a guy who could probably go star in a bunch of more movies. He's still a good age to go and act, mm -hmm. but he's got a timeout, call it quits, and uh, that might be the end of his career. Still yeah. love The Sixth Sense. Bruce Willis, my guy. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. Mm -hmm. We yeah. got it, Hollywood. I don't know. I'm, just, I'm blown away. <laughs> I'm blown away. <laughs> you thought you were out there like, what? Well, I know. I'll tell you <laughs> what, though. Um, <laughs> I didn't have anything else. Let's right. get to Ozzy. <laughs> Ozzy plans on going on another uh, tour, but he's got to go and have a surgery done. Or he can do it. To learn to sing? No. No? No. Medically, he's got to have it done. I think it's his knee or something. Hmm. So he says, he goes, it has to be done or he can't go on that tour. It must be done. It yeah. must be done. And you're talking, he's almost 80 years old, man. Yeah, I think it's time to hang it up. Prince it's guitar, kind of, but he still sounds good. It's kind yeah. of like your boy Ric Flair, man. It's just time. Yeah. Right and off you, into the sunset, Brad. Yeah. He's, still, he's trying to make a little bit of loot, though, right now. Yeah. Man, he's got, he's, he's one of the more broker WWF guys. But uh, it's amazing that Ozzy can still sing, though, with all the drugs he's done. Yeah. Like, he's just a weird. You know what's funny? My dad was trying to tell me about Ozzy back when the show was on. Mm -hmm. You know, like with him, and I'm like, this guy was a singer because I didn't know who Ozzy Osbourne was. I know that sounds crazy, but I'm I'm on the younger side, so mm -hmm. I'm sitting here. My dad was an Ozzy fan, and I'm sitting over here listening to him mumble on TV, and I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? He had a stroke <laughs> or something, and uh, and and my dad's like, no, he just did a shit ton of drugs, yeah. and uh. And he, yeah, um, he's like, he can still sing though. And I'm like, still sing? He can't even fucking talk. Like, what, what do you mean he can sing? But I guess, you know, he can, he can, still, he can still sing. And, yeah. you know, I, I then I went back and was listening to like, uh, was it a Blizzard of Oz or whatever? Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, Black Sabbath. And, and you're like, yeah. just like yeah. this dude? Same and then guy? of course the, the yeah. twist of song that he sampled, mm. uh, was it Crazy Train? Crazy yeah. Train. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like, oh, this was him, you know, doing yeah. that? I didn't know that he was doing these hits. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, he was at his talented. This guy's talented. Oh, dude, he's crazy. Yeah, he's amazing. him subscriptions not going to pay for itself. Dude, you listen to Children of the Corn? Oh, dude. Oh, no. I mean, I went back. Well, then, of course, Eminem used the sample, you know, going through changes. Yeah. And his voice is like... He's got a great voice. It's he just does. Like, but damn, dude, you just did you did a lot of fucking drugs. Yeah, that motherfucker. I couldn't understand what he was saying, dude. I'm like, Jesus. The part in the drugs, the drink and shine. Yeah, just, oh, shine, oh, shine. So Fuck, I'm like, damn, I can't. Hollywood, you party with Ozzy a couple of times. Didn't well, you know? <laughs> did you really? The freaking dog's pissing everywhere. <laughs> DeAndre, do you have a I'm like a dog in here, John. Are you are you a rocker? Down? I mean, come on. You're you're at the age where you had to have somebody you heard growing up. You're like, well, that's a pretty cool tune. I can I can hang with that. Damn Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> Favorite rock band, like like old rock band or just? Any I'm rock going band? classic rock, man. It's got it can't like. be like the Wallflowers or like you know Limp Biscuit or something. Maybe in that you know I don't know. Go with the, I don't know if that's classic. Who comes to mind? Hmm. Classic. Like, like when you think classic, we may be offended by this Hollywood, so we may have to leave after hearing this. But what do you consider classic rock? Well, <laughs> I I'm stuck between the Rolling Stones and the Eagles. 
Oh my nice. God! I'm Very dead. Nice. How you doing? How you Forget doing? about it. Uh, two of my all-time <laughs> favorite bands. I'm wearing a stone shirt tonight. Oh, you don't son. But when oh, you yeah. said when you said rock, I thought of something like that I was listening to when I was in middle school, and they're more alternative, I will admit. Yeah. But uh, Muse is a great band as well. Have you yeah. heard Muse, of Muse? Yeah, I like Muse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they they have great albums, great sound. Um, so I, I like. I like alternative. I like rock. I can basically listen to anything. Yeah, so you yeah. you can go. I mean, this is, takes you down the road. We're just oh yeah, that's at. that's what we started doing when we first started talking. When we were just you know quote unquote friends. Yeah, um, we would send each other playlists. Like he curated a couple of playlists for me just to see what he likes and what he thought I would like. Um, and it was kind of just like a mixed bag of music. And you were digging it. You're like. It was that kind of a screening thing for you for him? Like I'm going <laughs> to see if this dude's on the same. <laughs> well, I was just you know. It's like the little things like we were talking about earlier. Just the fact that he took the time to curate the playlist. And he did it a couple times, actually. And the second one, I, I'll always remember this. It had a little more romantic side to it. And there was some really like sweet songs on there. And I was just like, I was like, I was like lifting in the gym. And I was like, oh, damn. Okay. Like so I, I texted wrong. him and I was like, um, are you like sending me subliminal messages right now? And he was like, you caught on to that. I'm like, yeah, I did. So can, <laughs> can you, can you uh, reveal a couple of these love songs for us? Well, um, one of them was by Joe and it was like, she's a dime. Oh yeah. And oh, then nice, um, nice. there's another one by Neo and Tim McGraw, was it? Yeah, and it's called "She Is," and it, that's like my favorite song off that playlist. It's one of the one of my favorite songs you sent to me, and it's just talking about how like you're kind of like falling for someone, and you're like blaming her. It's like you know this is the reason why like I feel this way, and I'm like getting all the all these like emotions, and like she's the reason. And I was like, this oh guy's a romantic. <laughs> Goddamn, he's gonna be writing Hallmark cards here next year. <laughs> yeah, I got this new gig, man. Uh, wow, romantic. I mean, and that was kind of exciting, right? That you see something like that. Man, it's kind of cool. Well, my we didn't thing, have that in our day, you know, Hollywood. Couldn't send that much. Well, you know, there was mixtapes and yeah. mixed CDs mixed and stuff tapes, like that. Yeah. <laughs> Jen talked about mixtapes. Yeah, we used to burn CDs. Yeah, burn I remember CDs. burning CDs yeah. from mm-hmm. my ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Good and old like, days. I think the thing for me was that it was the effort and the conti- and like the consistent effort put into that. Cause like when we first started talking, you know, he's like, Do you want to go out for like lunch? You want to get coffee? It's like maybe like a day or two into like texting. And I was like, yeah, I'm cool and I'm up for that. But I've noticed a pattern in my relationships or my romantic, you know, endeavors. And I really want to make a change and I want to break certain patterns, you know, jumping into romantics, like from the jump. And I want to see if there's a real friendship and foundation here. So can we start off as friends and just see if that develops into anything? And I was so prepared for him to say no. Because usually, you know, on dating apps where we met, people, you know, want one thing or they want, you know, you know, you the don't uh, <laughs> his ringtone for the longest time was Bismarck Key, just a friend. You got what I didn't say. She's just a friend. Y'all remember that mm-hmm. Bismarck Key. I think you played it well. Now you keep your ears open and oh, listen to what she's saying to you. <laughs> you can pass it on to somebody else. That's right, man. Well, since we're uh, we're on a love train over here, we're gonna do five. <laughs> oh. Questions with humans for couples. Oh, okay. okay. We're starting off. Wow, well, well, just okay. deal with what you got. This guy, <laughs> don't the risk. Hey, all right. Uh, what was our worst makeout session and our best? Our worst makeout and our best. Oh, I don't, you. I don't know you. if I have a worst. I think the best got makeout like session. <laughs> 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 I, think, I have one in mind for the best. I don't have one in mind for the worst. Mm. What was the best? 
The best was it was New Year's. It was when he came over for New Year's. And you stayed for that weekend. You slept on the couch. And we were like sneak kisses like in the shadows or like in like the the, the empty rooms because we were all around my family. <laughs> What's and- good about it? <laughs> And we had just shared our first kiss um, in Christmas. It was very sweet. But then, you know, we we haven't had much long time together, not much privacy. So, like, those kisses were just, like, very, like... Well, and Just James intense. doesn't drink, so you guys don't probably have that sloppy makeout session. No, right we now. really don't. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood's like, that's just a normal Saturday night. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I had a... It's like he's was, plunging the toilet. I think there was a time where you uh, you came over and you were, like... Talking about, like, I don't. You were like just ready to fucking rip my clothes off, and you like pushed oh. me on the bed and got on top of me. That was probably. I was like, damn. Like, yeah. so you're saying she's got abusive? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. I ain't Starting complaining to get though. Fetishes. <laughs> you got taken advantage of my time. Oh wait, no. We have to open the questions, everyone. Well, yeah. I mean, it's only fair, right? I mean, Hollywood. You maybe want to repeat it. I don't. Do we remember the question? The best kiss, right? And the worst. And the worst. She yeah. really said it wasn't the worst. No? So, I'm saying, what about you, Brad? Well, this is a couple's edition. Oh, How are I, don't have a couple. I don't have a couple. <laughs> I want to get a more Hollywood, Hollywood <laughs> <lifestyle>. <laughs> I never had a bad We'll save that for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need more time. <laughs> have you ever pickled a job? Two hours later. <laughs> and that's how it went down. <laughs> What is the worst job in the entire world? So both of you have to answer that. What do they think would be the worst job? Could it be one they had? Or just says, what is the worst job in the world? Yeah. So your interpretation of that. Why don't you give me one of them cards, Tom? Yeah. Okay, Tom. <laughs> Cleaning out <laughs> septic tanks. You give that to Hollywood? Yes, absolutely. Let's shuffle these around. Give right. one to UB. Yes, give sir. One to B. Master B. All right. And one to Jimmy Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb, yeah. Honestly, that that's actually uh, the, not the septic tanks, but like if you ever go to, like a festival or like, a carnival in the porta potties, cleaning those mm. or, or transporting those, no, thank you. That is the worst job because mm. those things are just gross in general. Okay. Yeah, I would say um, probably being in a morgue. I, I just wouldn't want to. No. No. Just around dead bodies, yeah. no. Smelling that, dead feet. Smelling dead feet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't disrespect any dead feet out there, but no. <laughs> Word. Mm. All right, go ahead, Hollywood. Dun, dun, dun. Survey says, what do you think is your best physical features? Wait, so I got to say it about myself? We'll yeah, go so with her. Let's really go with her first. Do it about each other. Then we'll hear All right. Yeah, oh, about better. each other? What yeah, do yeah. you think is your best physical features? <laughs> I have two answers. There's there's like a, a proper one and then like a not so proper one. I know the proper one. I know the not so proper you did get. <laughs> okay. Proper one, I love your eyes. They're really expressive, especially when I'm you know sleeping and I wake up and you're looking at me. I'm like, oh, oh. So nice. then the other one, the not so proper one, I love your butt. You have the cutest butt ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you do I'm have always, a nice ass. I'm always grabbing it. We were at the comic store today, like and I was just like, ass, man. <laughs> just, you know, just squeezing it. And I even just whispered to him, like, you have a nice butt. He's like, thank you. But calm down. I was like, no, never. <laughs> She's very honest. Damn. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Trish, if you're listening. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> gosh. I didn't even think of that. How you doing, man? How you doing? Um, definitely your eyes. Um, so my answer. But also, like, uh, your laugh. 
I love your laugh and your smile. That's those are my favorite things. Listening to you laugh just makes my day better. Period. Mm, very nice. Aww, very nice. Very, very nice. nice. Aww. Yeah, we can have tears on this. Romanticize again. <laughs> All right. This is like going to therapy. For <laughs> Damn. Wow, that's very good stuff. It's taking notes, videos, everything. like I'm watching a fucking late night infomercial here, bro. And if your love life is in the tank, you need to listen to Just James and Dion. No shit. Coming to your town. How you doing? <laughs> Just James up on stage at the Fox Theater. So, man, basically, I stare at my woman when she wakes up and see the bunch of old guys like me taking and. <laughs> this is good stuff, though, man. I love it. Very cool. Um, Mike, here yes, we sir. go. All right. So, um, what household chore do you hate the most? Uh, washing dishes. Especially oh, pots. that was easy. Mm. That was easy. I hate them, but he likes doing them because I cook. That's nice. Yeah. yeah so I was. I already knew you. Were, I wanted to answer for you because I knew you hated dishes. <laughs> um, oh, I hate doing. I hate. I hate. Um, I hate laundry, man. Laundry is la laundry sucks. I love having fresh clothes, but I just hate doing laundry. I, just, I hate folding clothes. I love That's the clothes. worst. I hate folding clothes. I folded clothes before I came here. Did you? No way. Yes. It's, really? so, it's so time consuming. Damn. That's the one thing I don't like about it. It takes forever. The towels yeah. corner but, to corner. The drawers corner to corner. Uh, well, <laughs> towels, I don't mind folding towels. I hate folding clothes, dude. Yeah. It sucks. I'm with you, though, on that. It's the worst. All right, here we go. What's a basic fact about life? You didn't learn until you were an adult. <laughs> we go crickets. That's, that's a good question. You just have to ponder on it. I'll say honestly, we, got, we were gonna have a lightning after this. Just so I know, you know one more lightning for round. me, it was it was that family's most important. Mm. I know when I or not because I feel like when you're a kid, you do go through. There he is, fish is in the house, dive. Oh, the yeah. fish has arrived. Straight fishy. Out the pond. Yeah. fishy, fishy. Hi, Time you. Man's what a giant up? carp, man. What up, man? <laughs> I got you, man. <laughs> Damn, lost my train of thought. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, talking about right. the Prince Albert. good, brother. Oh, wait, fishy. <laughs> <laughs> big my guy right Take there. it easy. So we How you to work together. Um, no, it's 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 family being the most important. That's 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 yeah. what I learned as an adult. Family most important. Because when I was a kid, you obviously cling to your parents, but then you go through a rebellious stage. And then when you get to be an adult again, I feel like you really respect your parents, your foundation, where you come nice. from, and your family. True. Very true. That's lit. I like it. Um, I don't know. I think what I I learned as I got older is there are many forms of intelligence. And I think the one that I'm really getting in tune with or the one I appreciate the most now is like an emotional intelligence. Like it's one thing to, to know how you're feeling and be, and like be aware of that, but then to just like communicate that to another person because so many, so many things can mi get misconstrued with just keeping things to yourself or not being honest with them or even just being able to like, Tell someone how you're feeling. And that can solve so many problems, which is having that frank conversation. Communication, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So important. Huge. I'm gonna, um, since Fishy just joined us, I'm going to let him ask this next question. Hey, how you doing, Fish? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Move in on that mic, bro. Get it right there. Yes. <laughs> there you go. This one. 
Just suck on it, man. So, like, <laughs> what do I do? Read this whole card? You're asking that question. Hold up. <laughs> yeah, what is this? It's you a, got an error. Right? <laughs> you got a straight <laughs> error. Questions you're, you're for asking, couples, you're Fish. All right, guys, you ready? Yeah. Would you rather have a sing everything you say? Would you rather have to sing everything you say out loud or always speak in rhymes? You're a riddler. I'm going with the rhymes yeah. all day because I, 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 my voice oh. sucks. I, I can't <laughs> yeah, sing. I'm going yeah, yeah. to rhyme everything. I'm going to sing it. Sing it. You could do a duet. We could. Boom. Are you right. a karaoke singer? Um... Oh, I just heard that. Oh, that means you <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah. You get two beers into me, yes. Yeah, but, oh, uh, wow. Fish, go grab another Madonna, would you? <laughs> By the end of this fucking podcast, she's singing. I'm like how I am with no. dancing. <laughs> so you're, you, you're a good voice. You could sing. Um, I used to sing in choir, and I, that was yeah. actually one of my favorite experiences. I played cello in our orchestra, and then I sang nice. in the choir. And it was great. Like, you, of course, get to learn an instrument, or you get to, you know... You know, learn how to use your voice, but also just working within a team and then seeing how all that comes together and like the beautiful sound that you could make. So it was a great experience. Wow. Very cool. You know wow. what they say about people play instruments, right? They're 20% more intelligent. There's been a study with that. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Yeah. That explains it now. Just James. <laughs> she was in the band, man. Yes. <laughs> That's very cool. Uh, One oh, day. Oh, it's camp. my turn. Um, here we are. Uh, you ready? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. What's one of the most beautiful things you've ever seen? Hold on. Someone grab me some fucking Kleenex. Because I know this is going to get deep. <laughs> it was his eyes, man. Oh, come on. I want to hear this. Most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Don't have to be about you guys ever. Honestly. There you go. Break the ice, girl. So... I'm a big daddy's girl. I've always been. I have a very close relationship with my father. And one of my favorite experiences growing up, and it's just not just one singular moment, but my dad has a kind of personality where, you know, he can be very lighthearted and he likes to make jokes and just like make people feel at ease. And he loves comedy. So we would watch a lot of movies together. And when he laughs, like he laughs with his entire body. And like some of my favorite memories, and I think it's the most beautiful thing, is if he's laying in bed and we're watching something, he's laughing so hard, he's kicking the feet in the bed. You just hear it. <laughs> and that and brings joy to you. That brings joy to me because like, he's going to be what? 69 this year. And he's never lost that like, that kid joy. It's amazing. And that's beautiful to me. I always want to live my life like that. That's awesome. Yes, I that's like awesome. That. That's, Very good. that's Very such good. a good one. Um, good job. I, I think honestly, one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen, I see it a lot, but it's when, um, Either a mother or a father goes to zip up like their kid's um, jacket and you see them like get their chin up so they don't snip their chin when they zip the zipper up for them. I don't know why. It's, it's, it's such a simple thing, but it just shows like you need me now. You can't zip yourself up yet. An and affection. I'm looking and yeah. you know that like there's a possibility I can hurt you here. But I'm I'm always looking out for you. I don't know why that always gets me. Just seeing a father or mother zip up their kid's jacket and make sure they don't get them under the chin. Because the kids yeah. always look down. They want to look down at it. Yeah. And then they know, you know it's almost like time to put their they, chin up. Yeah. Yeah. Of a million things you could have said. That's I don't know a, why. That, that's that's just, kind of a cool one. It's kind of like the affection you see right. parent to child. You know, mm -hmm. and it just it smolders to something beautiful. You know, yeah. I think that's actually a good one. I'm gonna chime in real quick. I've seen the most beautifulest, badass rainbow. 
yesterday. Really? <laughs> yeah. Did you see that too? Was, How many was, colors was it? Dude, it was like two of them. Like yeah. he had one nice oh, solid rainbow? one and then like another one like a little faded. Yeah. It was bad. I got pictures. I'll show you guys. Oh, yeah. Nice. It's awesome. That's uh, a rainbow. Nice. I mean, simple things in life, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the pictures don't do it no justice, but. Hmm. Yeah, it was out hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's got the next quest? Quest love over here. What would you do if your mind was pickled? <laughs> well, we're already there. Um, what are you addicted to that's perfectly legal? I can tell you what I'm addicted to. <laughs> this question's not for me. <laughs> what are you addicted to that's perfectly legal? Way better in person. Hey, we're trying to ask these people a question, Fish. <laughs> oh, it is beautiful. <laughs> I did a gummy and I found this beautiful rainbow. He realizes he's in a tanning salon. Oh, fuck, that's a picture on the wall, man. <laughs> Repeat that question, Hollywood. We got to hear it again, man. What are you addicted to that's perfectly legal? You can get nasty, aren't you? Come on. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> for me... Although I've been a little like slacking because there's been a lot going on with um, life. Um, probably lifting. I love lifting and I'm a huge nerd with it and I'm addicted to it. Just the like feel of it. Shoplifting or? No, like, no, like lifting weights. Kind of lifting are you talking about? You are from New York. No, like. I stole the 52 inch. You're from the Bronx. Yeah. whatnot. They, they, they call you DD two times. Don't they? I'm a big lifter, man. I just walked in. I knew it. I knew it. DD two times. Two papayas. Good to see you. You're going to fit right in here in Detroit. How you doing? Why are they walking? With the big <laughs> She's like, you know, I got them 90 inch screens. You've been looking for tones. So we're, we're from Detroit. When you say lifting, we're like, what you lifting? Catalytic converters. Oh. <laughs> so talk, elaborate, please. Uh, it's a uh, weightlifting, powerlifting. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Yeah. And then I started what, summer before senior year of college. And it's been like an ongoing thing for me where. And the funny thing is that it didn't really become like a real like addiction of like the high you get from it until I made some friends in my gym in the Bronx. And these were some like big powerlifter dudes. And I was like really scared to put up some serious weight yeah. when I was like squatting. And I was doing maybe 135, which is 240, like 145 plate on each side. And he was like, nah, fuck that. Put, put another plate on there. Mm. And I was like, <gasps> so we put 185 up and I actually hit it. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm actually not hitting what I'm supposed to because I'm so scared. And like they push me. So now I just, I'm like addicted to that. Just like pushing myself to get stronger. And I love that. So you're like that's the lit. DJ Khalid in the gym and another one. Another and they know one. to bring another plate, another right? <laughs> that's like, yeah, man, that's enough of that. Yeah, she's like another one. And another one. So, <laughs> so how big would you like to get? Like just from Parliament, because you, you're going to get big. You got uh, a shape that you can kind of see from. Well, I'm out of shape right now because of, I've just been like, I moved to my condo in Long Island like in February. I had stuff going on with my family. I was driving back and forth. So I... I've been like a good, like solid, like muscle where you can actually see like the mm -hmm. form, like the, the toning of it. So I want to get back to that, but I just like, yes, it's an aesthetic thing. So I like building my body and seeing that. Um, but I also like feeling like the strength that I have, like lifting that weight. So I used to be able to hit 225 on a squat. Um, I get, yeah, I could hit 205 on a deadlift. And then my best lift right now is like probably my hip thrust. If I could do 315. Nice. And I can rep that out. So I want to get back to those numbers. And but the thing about me is that I've already injured myself in the gym. So 
yes, do I like the feeling of being strong and pumped that weight, but I'm not going to eagle lift where I'm going to hurt myself because I've already done that. That's, that sucks, doesn't it? Because I've done that with my rotator cuff. Oh, it's yeah. not a good feeling. No. So now it's like as you get older, you got to adjust the way you lift, mm-hmm. adjust the way you train. I finally got my bench back up to like 220 yesterday, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I was kind of weak and I'm 30 pounds lighter. So it was kind of good for me. Yeah. So it's good to challenge yourself like that, though. So I feel what you're saying. Yeah. So the weight thing. So DeAndre, do you think you can kick James' ass? I'm just curious. <laughs> you think, I mean, if worse came to worse, he just really pissed you off. Do you, you think you could lay him out? Can you? We, we, Confidently, we've do you feel had, you can do that? We've had some um, like wrestling matches. You yeah. know, the, the, the more PG. You had a slip and slide out. The, the, more, <laughs> the, wrestling match you're talking about here. the more PG wrestling <laughs> matches. And the thing about him is. I got he's he's strong and everything like that but he knows technique that I don't know because he watches like UFC and the MMA and everything like that so he gets me in like these triangle like locks yeah. and I'm like oh, he's so bad I tried so hard I'm like damn yeah. it no way that's awesome I think she could kick your ass I'm just I'm putting smart money uh, on her she's super strong yeah, yeah. I can tell I mean, I she's talking about I don't want any GMB's calling you a poly no man but He's with a badass woman, I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, no, she knows no. what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was yours? Yeah, just James. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Well, you know what mine is. <laughs> oh yeah, I do. I'm wearing a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't say me too, baby. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when you used to send me playlists too, man. <laughs> oh, man. Damn, that's your MO. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was trying to pump. <laughs> <laughs> I get them toes too. Right. <laughs> she has been listening to the podcast. Nice toes. Yeah. yeah. Them giggy bones. That's how he got me. What up on them feet though? <laughs> Wait, man, I think that wraps it up for the episode. Number 54 in the books. Great time, man. It's great to see love in the building. I'm very, very happy for both of y'all. I just want to say that from the bottom of my heart. My uncles would agree. I think Fishy would agree. (laughs) How you doing? No, thank you for having me. This has been a great experience. And I I look forward to the next one. Absolutely. Oh, nice. That's good. That's good. Damn you, Sea Rebel. Damn you. Yeah, damn you. Shout out to Sea Rebel and Miguel for last yeah. week. That was a good time. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. Uh, good to see everybody back in the building. Thank you for listening. Remember, hit us at Fives of the Week Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and on TikTok. Love you all. Be good. <laughs>